What's up, you guys? Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. It's me, Mac and Carol, and it's just me today. Me and my guitar, strumming away those, those gosh darn blues. <laughs> Don't you guys hate when those gosh darn blues get you down? Sometimes I get so mad I say to myself, "Rar." That's how mad I get sometimes. Sometimes I get so mad that I say to myself, Rawr! Can you flip and believe it? What would my neighbors think of that if they heard me saying rawr to myself? They'd probably think, is this, is this, is this okay? Is my brother in Christ doing all right? And I would say to them, Brothers, Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Yeah, I would say that to them. And then I would say, how are you guys? And they'd say, uh, we're doing okay. We are having bread tonight. Would you like bread? And I'd say to them, yes, I love bread. And I would say to them, do you know I'm made mostly of bread? And then we'd have a good laugh. That's that you have a person. Wow, what a journey that was. Um, yeah. 2020 is coming up. Who do we like? Who do we like in 2020? I gotta say, I really just still love Bernie Sanders. Um, I'm liberal AF. So just gonna come right out and say that right now. For anyone who may be listening with uh, conservative opinions or independent opinions or libertarian opinions, all of which, very stoked to hear, you know? I'm happy to have a respectful exchange of ideas, you know? Ain't nothing worse than people talking past each other. That sucks. But uh, this show's not about (laughs) what maybe you think, (laughs) this show's about what I think, goddammit! is about what I think And what they can tell me You know what to say Cause my parents are friggin' here No, my parents are at their own house Oh yeah Whew, sorry guys Just had to get that friggin' rock jam out of my heart Anyways I like Bernie a lot I just feel like his heart has just really been in the right place For his whole life <laughs> I just think he would make an excellent president, you know? So what are we looking for in 2020? Number one, gotta be able to beat Trump, you know? That's gotta be number one. I mean, do I like that my number one candidate is another old white guy? No, I don't really like that at all. In fact, I'm a little embarrassed by that. So, you know... But when it comes to policy, 
Ain't nobody better than Bernie Sanders, baby. Yeah. Uh, Medicare for all. What a great thing that would be, you know? I'm not 26 yet, so I'm still coasting on my parents' health insurance. Thanks, Obama. That might have been the first genuine thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> Crazy that that became a thing. Um, yeah, who do I like? Okay, I like Bernie Sanders because of his policies. I like his policies on... Also, like, okay, so he lost in 2016. He didn't get the nomination. And then the motherfucker, like, didn't even take one day off. He probably took one day off. But I feel like he was just right back in the fight, you know? Like, he was like, hey, Disney, you guys are going to pay your workers $15 an hour. Hey, Amazon, same thing, you know? And I feel like he was just always, uh, he was just fighting the good fight, you know? No days off. He's someone I feel like just been fighting the good fight for a really long time, you know? What do we not like about Bernie Sanders? He's old. He's old as hell. But he fucking knows how Congress works, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, just someone with such clear values that align with my values. I think the whole reason everyone got so excited is because it seemed like a genuine person that gave shit about people who was just, like, thinking really hard about how to design a system that works for everyone. Socialism. What is it? (laughs) Will someone please tell me what socialism is? (laughs) Just kidding. You know, we're not Cold War kids anymore. <laughs> Hang me up to I bet you all enjoyed that. <laughs> We're not, uh, but the actual term of Cold War kids, you know, of like Russia, the Red Scare, all that shit. people my age, most of my friends younger, socialism doesn't scare us in the way that we, it was taught to scare people in generations above us, you know um, socialist experiments that have failed in the past Russia um, Stalin <laughs> bad dude Venezuela, Cuba. Uh, I was at the gym the other day, and they had Fox News on, which was crazy. And uh, yeah, they were just talking about socialism is like dumb and bad, and they point to those two countries. And uh, I don't think socialism is what failed those experiments. I think it was corrupt leaders, you know? We got no shortage of those. Paul Manafort is just going to jail, you know? A lot of the Mueller shit's cracking down, you know? So corruption exists in America. We just saw the uh, college uh, entry exam scandal go down, you know? And then we also have all these white-collar crimes coming up with Mueller and shit, you know? So it's clear that 
people at the top are bending and breaking the rules for their own benefit, you know? And that's pretty sad. That's not socialism. <laughs> socialism doesn't do that. I, I gotta be honest, I wish I knew more about socialism. I'm trying to educate myself more. Um, is socialism the same thing as democratic socialism? Probably not. I don't really know. But I guess I do believe in social safety nets, you know? Because I feel like there's a conservative idea, not the Donald Trump conservatism, which is far from conservatism, but just in its purest form conservatism of like, okay, small government, let the market do everything. Yeah, we'll just chill with that for now. Because <laughs> um, all the socialists are just, hey, you're wrong and dumb and you're hurting us. <laughs> um, yeah, dog. Uh, you know, if we let the market control everything, yeah, sure, the government's off our back. But you know who's fucking on our back? Corporations, man. <laughs> so it's like, who do you want your freedom from? You know, do you want your freedom from... Do you want to be free from the government? Or do you want to be free from corporations? Or can you be free with from both, motherfucker? I feel like that's really the heart of the question of like when we're electing our leaders is like how, how do we cultivate the most freedom for everyone? Cause that's what everyone's crying out for. And it's been such a word that's like co-opted and used in like patriotic propaganda and shit like that. Freedom. Sex is such a good word. <laughs> but all I think of is like, you know, America as, as a slogan, you know, when I hear freedom. So yeah, I believe in social safety nets, you know, and a government that works to support, you know, income inequality, it's fucked up. I saw a guy on the street, he was passed out, and uh, couldn't tell if he was a homeless guy or not. And I wanted to call an ambulance, you know, I tried to wake him up, make sure if he was okay, he wasn't really responding, but he was, he had a pulse, he was breathing, and I didn't know if I was, I didn't know what the moral decision was, given that an ambulance can cost like over a thousand dollars, you know? So in trying to do the right thing, maybe I would just like fucking give, hand this guy a large bill. So I said that to the 911 operator. I said like, oh man, I don't want to, you know, make give this guy a big expensive problem. And the guy said, hey, you probably should have thought about that before you called us. Fair enough, disgruntled 911 operator. I think... I want to say downtown Los Angeles, which is where I caused. They have the most dispatches of all fire stations like in the country. I think it's like 50 a day. I think it's like over 50 a day. It might be like closer to 100. So I could see how that would be annoying. But also like, hey, motherfucker, you know? I have some sympathy for my situation. <laughs> oh, boy. So basically, it'd be tight to live in a country where that wasn't even a problem, you know, where it was like, you didn't even have to worry about whether or not, you know, to call the ambulance for someone who is hurt. 
just do that. I'm taking a sip from my water here. Yeah, criticisms against Bernie. Uh, some of the fan base, you know, real extremist. I'm all for punk rock. Hey, let's blow up the system and fuck you, corporate America. But am I a little bit afraid of being so, you know, gung-ho about your ideas that you write everyone else off that you need to work with? I don't know. I don't think centrism is... I Like, fuck centrism, you know? But I don't know. You do have to get shit done. But I, I feel like Bernie knows how to get stuff done, you know? But obviously the Bernie bro, as it were, you gotta wonder, like, is there a little misogyny happening here? And there are so many diverse candidates, you know? People of color. People of different genders. People of different sexual orientations. It's inspiring to see. Even just Congress. It's just like, yes, dude, this is what the people in my community look like. <laughs> you know? And I'm, I just like feel very stoked that these are the people representing me. You know? Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez! Save us. Save us, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Save us, Pete Buttigieg! Yeah. Um, also, there was, like, I guess, like, sexual misconduct in Bernie's campaign. And that's no good. I guess his whole... I, guess, I heard him talk about it on Seth Meyers, I think. Or no, I think it was talked about on CBS. And he really did address the issue, and he goes like, look, this makes me sick. I fucking, I don't like that this happened. When we first staffed up in 2016, we went from a really tiny operation, you know, to a big operation. He didn't know he was going to catch fire like that. Everybody's feeling the burn. And it really sucks that there were human consequences for that. Could that have been prevented? Yeah. Uh, is Bernie doing the right thing in response? Yes. Signed up to be a volunteer texter for the Bernie campaign. Haven't done it yet, but I'm signed up and ready to go. And through the orientation process, there were so many like, hey, this is how to respectfully exchange ideas with people and make sure that you're safe and also make sure that you're respecting them and respecting yourself. And I was just so heartwarmed that down on the ground level of that in operation, it was still as moral as it claims to be at the top, you know? Because you know that shit ain't true for lots of other candidates. Oh yeah, that guitar sounds good. <laughs> Man, this guitar needs some love. It sounds kind of out of tune and shit. Anyways, who else do I like? I like Elizabeth Warren. She's probably a little less to the left than Bernard. But, man, does that woman have great policy ideas? Do I think she would make a terrific president? Yes. What do we like? We like, uh... Yeah, her, I guess her, like, ideas about the economy, you know? She supports Medicare for our... Oh, the Green New Deal, motherfucking Bernie. Yeah, that's great. Pretty sure everyone's into that. Also, Elizabeth Warren is the only one who's talked about regulating big tech. 
which is sick. I've gone on many a rant about how Amazon is undermining our democracy and Facebook and Google and shit. And it's just like, I mean, obviously, you know, we see that shit in the headlines. But I feel like for the most part, the Senate has really let us down. <laughs> like in those hearings with Zuckerberg's and people were like, how do I email my grandson a picture of me holding a fish? And we were all just like, SMH, you know? I used to, funny story about SMH. I didn't know it stood for shaking my head, you know, like in disapproval. I always thought it was just like, Sma! Sma! I just thought it was an exasperated little expletive, just like, Sma! <laughs> Boy, was I wrong! <laughs> yeah, so Elizabeth Warren, okay, Elizabeth Warren, you know, the, uh, the 23 and Me thing. Super weird. Uh, for those of you that don't know, she was like, oh, I'm part Native American. Check out my genetic report. <laughs> Which was like a negligible amount of uh, Native American identity. Um, but beyond that, it was problematic because, you know, she was trying to claim an identity that socially she had no stake in, you know? She's been socialized her whole life as a white woman. And she was trying to be like, I get it. I'm basically a minority. That was a very cringy moment. I think SNL put it really good. <laughs> they were like, who knew race-based sciences wasn't the answer? <laughs> yeah, let's stay away from that stuff. <laughs> I did a 23andMe. Turns out I'm supposed to wake up at 8.46 a.m. That's really all I learned. And now the government owns my biology. Also, on the fucking 23andMe shit, they're like, oh, do you have this horrible gene for this horrible disease? Like, click this link to find out. And it's like, motherfucker, just put that in the email, yes or no. Don't make me wait for the shit to buffer. I don't know how much time I have left whether or not I have this horrible disease <laughs> or condition. Anyways, I do feel like Elizabeth Warren has understood the nature of what she did was problematic. It was just more of like a, to me, like a cultural ignorance. And uh, I can I can move past it. I can totally understand if, it, if it's, uh, you know, too much to move past for you, you know? But for me, I was like, okay, you fucked up, you're moving on. I definitely don't see that, like, coming up again, you know? I really do feel like she learned from it, and... Yeah, she's progressive and cool. I don't know her voting record, but I feel like it's pretty cool. She's been, like... You know, she started the Consumer Protection Financial Bureau. Or is it... Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That sounds more correct. Which is cool, so that individuals can have recourse against uh, big old bad guy corporations and banks and shit, taking money from people. So yeah, that's Elizabeth Warren. She's cool. I'll, you know who I fucking like? Pete motherfucking Buttigieg. Uh, mayor of South Bend, Indiana. I want to say the first openly gay mayor. If not, uh, 
there's definitely not a lot of them, you know? So that feels cool that there's more representation for queer folks out there in the government. Um, obviously, that's not the only reason I think he's a good choice. I do think that that matters, though, you know? Because, yeah, we just need to have more people, like, more people in the country, in the government. Queer people are here, and they're beautiful, and, like, you know, they deserve rights, <laughs> you know? And there's still so many queer rights that are not recognized, uh, especially in particular in regards to education in ways that I didn't know until recently. Like, there are, like, certain states where to this day, like, you aren't allowed to mention homosexuality, like, in history class and shit. And if you do, like, I think in Alabama, you have to say it's bad. <laughs> Which is crazy! So there's, like, a bunch of education laws like that, that that would take, you know... They would help if we fucking just made some legislation about it. It's also still okay to, like, discriminate based on uh, sexuality. I think in firing someone for a certain jobs and for like loans and housing and stuff like that so it's all those like little laws where obviously marriage equality is huge but we need to go further than that you know so that we're all free anyways Pete Buttigieg very very smart very down to earth understands the middle of the country because he's from there he's also progressive as hell so I feel like he can really connect with that part of the country and so that's like good because it's like oh yeah he's not gonna be he's not in the coastal elite or wouldn't be mistaken as one so that's cool that he'd be be able to get that vote also motherfucker just like really just has great policy ideas you know he's talked about like reforming the supreme court and adding more seats to make it less make it less Kavanaugh Let's start using Kavanaugh as an adjective for shitty dude. <laughs> and that's who I like. Um, Kamala Harris is an inspiring leader. I think she would make a very good president. She hasn't been super clear on what she stands for. And uh, obviously her history as a prosecutor, you know, she raises questions about how progressive she is when it comes to criminal justice, you know? Man, enough about 2020. Fuck 2020. No, I'm just kidding. Get involved! It's very easy. Coming from someone who has sent zero texts for the Bernie campaign. But I'm closer than I was before I signed up. I'm supporting him because I think that even if he does not win the nomination, I think supporting his campaign through the debates will influence the nominee in terms of policy ideas, which he already has, you know, shaped the whole party with ideas that were radical four years ago that are uh, now it's just like ubiquitous, like Medicare for all, uh, you know, college for all, like... Green New Deal, like these crazy motherfucking ideas that now we can talk about. 
Thanks to Bernard. Thank you, Bernard. Um, what the fuck else is going on in ye old universe? Oh yeah, what are issues that I care about? Man, uh, student debt forgiveness plagues most of my friends. Doesn't plague me because I'm a cuck. Soy boy. Yeah, no, it it feels weird to have the defining thing of our generation not affect me, you know. But it affects all my friends. And it's just like, as a generation, the millennials, you know, are entering the workforce in so much debt. That can't be good. Um, healthcare. Yeah, Medicare for all. That's cool. Green New Deal. You just got it. You just got, I mean, like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? How long do you think we could keep this up, this whole living without environmental consequences business? Like, how much more confirmation do we need that we're fucked? We just gotta, we just gotta duke it out in Congress. Let the world know we're on the right side. Um, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so I love Big Tech, I think is a great one. Civil rights, like I've already talked about. Um, automation and AI, just sort of addressing that. And I don't know if there are policies to ensure jobs and stuff. Um, I don't know enough about that issue, clearly. Uh, yeah, maybe making anti-vaxxers uh, pay a fine or something. Like, we gotta, we gotta have vaccines happening. There, got, there has to be some sort of legal repercussion for that. Because you're putting other people at risk. By not vaccinating your children. Neutrality, man. Where'd that argument go? What's happening with that? Uh, I think Elizabeth Warren's anti-corruption bill is really exciting. I think it just makes it harder for large donators. Oh boy, <laughs> this sentence. Large donate. Large. Yeah, donors. Donors. There we go, guys. Hey, I found it. For large donors to donate to, uh, you know, like the Koch brothers and super PACs and shit. Basically, it would help take the money out of politics, which can't be good, you know? That just takes power away from people. Also, fucking voter suppression, you know? That was just the worst thing ever. But let me tell you this. If you're not thinking about voting, or if you're thinking about not voting, or if you just haven't thought about voting at all know this. Apathy is a tool for the oppressors to use against the vulnerable. If they can convince you that your voice doesn't matter, that's a vote, you know, against them that they have eliminated. So... Just something to think about. 
you can like, I'm just going to wash my hands of this and sit this one out. But that's, that's how they get you, man. I will not go quietly into the good night or whatever the saying is. All right, guys. I've been swimming a lot recently. I really like swimming. Spending a lot of time in chlorine pools, though. There's one at the gym I go to. And I wonder, is this good? <laughs> is chlorine good? Probably one Google search would help me answer these questions. But I notice my skin's so dry when I get out. I'm like, oh, there's like water getting in my ears and stuff, so I need to get earplugs. I got goggles. Also got my first Speedo. I just look like those Pokemon trainers in the Pokemon games where you're surfing and they're just like, Swimmer Dan wants to fight. Hey, sometimes the ocean is rough. Let's fight. <laughs> That's like a threatening one. My favorite, I've also been playing a lot of Pokemon recently. <laughs> my, what a crazy universe where your pets fight other people's pets. <laughs> and they come up and they, they reveal one fact to you about them like, I have a girlfriend. Insane. <laughs> and then if you win, if you knock all their pets out, you get all their money. <laughs> It's this, like, very civil, mugging-based society. <laughs> also, everyone agrees to keep the fighting just between the Pokemon. No one will punch you in this universe. <laughs> no one will shoot you. <laughs> All the evil plot, like, even the fucking evil you know, organizations, the terrorist organizations, do Pokemon-based crimes. <laughs> Like, everyone is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right, guys, let's keep all the violence and crimes to Pokemons only. That's so funny, dude. Man, I watched the Michael Jackson documentary. <sighs> I don't think there's a way to watch that documentary and not walk away thinking uh, just absolutely believing those two men and realizing what a horrible, horrible person Michael Jackson was. And that is really tough to sit with. There's an episode of The Daily that I'd recommend listening to called Reckoning with Michael Jackson. They sort of talk about processing it culturally. It's just full-blown pedophilia, you know? Which is something I've never really put a lot of thought into. And so just hearing these, like, super brave, super vulnerable stories of these survivors and, like, all the work that they've done on themselves to, like, get where they are and, like, being super honest and uh, about where they are still struggling and just fucking crazy. Like, it's such a crazy story. And so, like, as a kid, I just remember, like, on the playground telling, like, little Michael Jackson jokes, I guess. They're just about, like, he's a pedophile. Like, those, that was the punchline of the joke, you know? Those were, like, playground jokes. 
But I never really thought about it. And then I was able to compartmentalize whenever I like heard the music, you know. And I studied popular music. I have a degree in popular music. Dad. <laughs> no, I yeah. And so you know, and he is popular music. Like he he's inseparable from popular music. Um, and, and so his his music was taught. And just so many degrees, it has to be, you know. Like you can't really just strike him from the record and be like, Michael Jackson's canceled. I mean, I don't know if I would elect to put on a record of his, if I'm being honest, just because the disgusting things that are outlined in this film are not fun to think about when you're just trying to dance. And that's what music is for. Also, one thing on the, the Daily Podcast that they were talking about is like, yo, everyone's going to come to their own conclusions about this. And it's like important that we all think about like what makes sense for us you know I don't think that there is one singular correct response but it really makes you think about separating the art from the artist you know because he's dead you know I guess the Jackson estate is still making money off of his legacy you know so an argument could be made for by supporting his music, you are also supporting the denial of uh, this, these stories of these survivors, you know, that have been fighting so hard to be heard. Yeah, just watching the whole grooming process and shit. Now, these were little kids. These are 7 and, you know, 11-year-olds that are being sexually abused. And it just, like, it really just documents, like, how much they loved him and still love him and, like, how much, like, they were just, like, struggling with it at the time and it didn't feel like abuse. Now, I've spoken on this podcast about my history with sexual misconduct in terms of kind of what happened my story and no I, I do think it is truly incomparable what happened to them versus what happened to me but this what happened to me I was 16 and the woman was 27 so a far far lesser offense and far less manipulative and it's like you know it's not Michael Jackson you know but it made me think a lot about, <clears throat> you know, someone has power over somebody else and that abuse can really start as, you know, someone can be your best friend and you're the love of your life, which was the case for me. And also an abuser. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to, you know, because it's like I was 16, which is like, you know like old enough to be sexually active but the power dynamic you know and the illusion of consent you know I guess is where it gets tricky I know something I'm still working on that's for sure but I'm still out there you know learning to love and such
So, like in a, <clears throat> I guess it helps me have more compassion for myself. Because there's part of me that still blames myself for that situation. Or refuses to give myself sympathy for it. And I, just, I also want to make it very clear that, like, yeah, obviously a massive superstar serially abusing children and then covering it up, like, in court and stuff. Like, like I, I understand that these are not the same thing whatsoever. I don't think that they are. They're different leagues, you know, of horror. But... I guess it helped me in my journey, that's all I'll say. And also, it was just like, just really powerful to learn more about sexual abuse, you know? Especially child sexual abuse. Because it's here in our society, which sucks. But also, I feel like talking about it is good. So you can like take it more seriously when allegations come up. Also, fucking, I heard a statistic the other day. I'm going to Google this right now to make sure that I get this right. Because um, there's all these motherfucking, every time someone makes a sexual abuse allegation, everyone's like, well, why do we got to give the benefit of the doubt to the potential criminal? Um, and I think the percentage of falsified accusations are less than 1%. Let me Google this. What percent of sexual assault allegations um, are falsified? Boy, a lot of information here. But it, it, was, it was definitely very striking in the documentary just to see, like, you know, there are just leagues of people that, um, that, you know, still that are giving these guys death threats and shit you know and it's like fuck like can you imagine going through the most horrible thing you've ever gone through in your life finally having the courage to talk about it and then so much of the world saying shut up you know you don't know what you're talking about okay the majority of sexual assaults are never reported to the police the prevalence of false reporting cases is low Yet when the survivors come forward, uh, many face scrutiny or encounter barriers. Okay, let me see if I can find a support here. False. Do, 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 do. is a number that I'm finding. 5%. And then in this other... Okay, so I'm seeing anywhere from 2 to 7%. And where am I getting this information from? Don't worry about it! No, I'm just kidding. I'm getting it from... 
nsbrc.org. What is this website? Let's find out. It's a very official looking PDF, but that's not responsible research. NSVRC, nsvrc.org. Oh, the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. If ever there was an authority, I feel like this would be it, you know? Uh, yeah. So, statistically, if even if we're going with the maximum percentage there, it's 7.1%. You know, that means 92.9%. I just did that math in my head. But that, yeah, that means over 90% of those accusations are not falsified, are true. So why do we give the benefit of the doubt to the accused? Or, to the, yeah, to the accused. Even if it was like 60%, you know? It's just like overwhelmingly like, we should believe victims. There's a statistic. Boom. Throw that out at the next dinner party. All right, guys. We really talked about it all today. <laughs> Um, but a reminder in my life that I've been getting a lot, and one that I throw out there a lot, is to be nicer to yourself. It seems so basic. It's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> duh, I should be nice to myself. What else is... I need to, I'm looking for new information here, buddy. But, uh, yeah, it's such a basic lesson that I've learned and forgotten so many times in my little life. If you're not helping yourself, you really can't help anyone else, which is what one of the victims, uh, James Safechuck, said in the Oprah interview. Like why he wanted to heal himself, you know? Because our pain gets in the way of our service. So, heal yourself, friends. Goodbye.